Hi everyone and welcome to the first podcast. My name is Marcida from Tufina Watches. Forgive me, I'm a little bit emotional. I've never done anything like this before in my lifetime. This is a project that has actually been in my mind for quite some time, but uh, I've never managed to find the courage to do it. And uh, here I am, I'm trying to do it the best I can. I'm a strong believer that it is nice to build um, a relation with your customers, your supporters, your followers. And this is me trying to build a bridge of a relation with you all. Everybody that is part of Tufina and everybody that follows Tufina and has supported us through the years. Uh, the topic of today does make me a little bit emotional. and Forgive me again about that. Um, I want to talk a little bit about my family, how it all started, the background of, of, of it all. The, the simple question is that, uh, what is Tufina? What does Tufina mean? And the simple answer is, Tufina is our famous, family's last name. Our family has used it as a last name for at least three centuries. It originates from Europe and is a very large family with many branches. I've had uh, instances in my lifetime where I've met people that uh, were named Tufina and uh, we never knew of the existence of each other, even though we believe that maybe 115 years ago we were related. The story of Tufina starts at about 1700s. Uh, back then they were jewelers. They ran a few commercial business stores for gold and jewelry. I would say that they were not considered top-notch rich uh, compared to other European families, but they were, for the time that they lived in, they were considered uh, very wealthy. Uh, and in this wealthy family, that's when our great-great-great-grandfather Ismail Tufina was born. He worked together with his father Omer. They were both jewelers. They ran a few stores. And uh, I believe life was slow and life was simple as I, it should be in the 1700s back in South Europe. Uh, in the early 1820s, Ismail had this need and this urge to undertake a spiritual, spiritual journey. He talked it with his father, the father gave him his blessing and that's when he started his uh, mystical travels through the lands of the Middle East. Uh, he started from Tirana and he went on and on. Uh, traveled through through land and water, uh, passed by different cultures. He managed to learn a few languages. Back then the Ottoman Empire had colonized uh, countries from the Balkans and Eastern Europe, North Africa, Middle East and uh, any other lands. It was in the true meaning a melting pot and um, it must have been great to travel and for him and come from, from a, a town and explore the world. He traveled for two years and we have to think that back then the traveling in the Ottoman Empire was not done by plane or by uh, by train, and he traveled in vast regions and until he, he reached Mecca. Uh, the spiritual journey that he had craved for in his uh, hometown had uh, landed him 
thousands and thousands of miles later in the holy place. He felt that he had to stop in this place longer and that's where he roomed with a Bosnian man. I'm, assume, I'm assuming that uh, the reason the two boarded together maybe because they felt some closeness toward each other coming from the same corner of the world, the Balkans. Um, my great-great-grandfather one day was completely fascinated by what the boarding mate was doing with a small ticking sound box. And um, <laughs> there it was. He, the Bosnian man, without wanting, of course, had introduced uh, Ismail to the captivating world of uh, watchmaking. It was absolute fate. Ismail instantly fell in love with watchmaking. He loved it. He wanted to learn this new trade. He decided to go for it. He begged and begged his Bosnian friend uh, to teach him this new trade. And uh, the Bosnian man agreed. He did teach Ismail all he knew about watchmaking. And my great-great-grandfather, being a jeweler, tried to teach him how to work a diamond into a ring or how to make gold uh, necklaces. It was a fair trade between the two men. Ismail did learn a lot from the Bosnian friend and was very thankful to him for teaching this new trade. But somehow he felt that there uh, there, there was more to, to watch this. He felt that there that he needed to learn more about this new profession and that's when he decided to move on and he traveled to Istanbul we have to consider that Istanbul back then was one of the largest powerful cities in the world it is still beautiful and it's still big and in Istanbul that's where he met the famous British watchmaker Edward Pryor it was absolute fate again and again Mr. Pryor is very famous in the Ottoman Empire. His work, some of his pocket watches, are actually displayed nowadays in the Metropolitan Museum of Art, in the British Museum. He is considered one of the best pocket watchmakers of his lifetime. I believe I'm say, safe to make that statement. Edward Pryor was one of, was one of the few watchmakers of the time actually allowed as a foreigner to make clocks for the Sultan, the king of the Ottoman Empire. And imagine, imagine my great, great, great grandpa, he started this journey without knowing what was gonna come towards him. And he, he landed in the hands of the master himself. Um, this was incredible. Uh, we do not know how exactly the two met. Ismail and Edward, but we do know that uh, Mr. Pryor invited him to London, which uh, I'm mostly certain that my great-great-grandfather eagerly accepted this invitation. In London, that's where Ismail's life completely changed, and not only his life, but our family's life changed forever. He did learn a lot. He spent a good amount of time with Mr. Pryor. And I believe when he knew, when he felt that he knew all he could know about watchmaking, he, and having spent so many years away from home, 
he bought every piece of tool possible that uh, would help him to further his was his watchmaking, and um, he decided to return to his birthplace, Tirana, put on some roots, and go on with his life. When he returned to Tirana, he was obsessed. Basically, all he could talk about was watchmaking, and all he did was watchmaking. This new trade he had learned from the Bosnian and the British gentleman. Um, had captivated everything about him. Watchmaking had become his profession. Uh, but eight years into the story of all his travels in 1828, uh, he assembled the famous clock tower of Tirana, which is in the center of the city and stands about 115 feet tall, around 35 meters. Um, and guess what? This this clock tower is still there. It still works. It's uh, it's beautiful. It's protected by the government of Albania as an uh, historical site. Maybe this is one of Ismail's greatest legacies. This what uh, this uh, this clock tower. But another big legacy that Ismail has has left uh, is his great 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 grandson, Mr. Enistufina, in, uh, which in uh, 2004 in Germany decided to get into the world of watches and that's when he licensed the two German brands Teorema and Pioneer. This is an important legacy uh, of Ismail that uh, Mr. Enis tries to further undertake it. As well, uh, me too, here I am, believe it or not, 200 years later, I am talking about watches, I'm running uh, a watch store, and it's all very much thanks to Ismail. Um, we love doing it, we love telling the story of our family to people. And I believe there are many, many more stories to tell. It's almost 200 years of watchmaking in our family. But as a first podcast, I, I, I feel that this is a, a good starter, a good uh, beginning. Uh, it's a very simple podcast. It's a very honest. And um, I want to thank you for listening and for being part of our family. I invite you to, to visit our store at tufinawatches.com. That's T U F I N A watches.com. Do not only visit our store to see our collection of watches, what we sell and what we offer, but please do visit because the full story is in there. There are some old pictures and it's it's honestly very fascinating. Uh, our family indeed has a has a rich history. But uh, it would not be possible without uh, your support. Not only now, but generation after generation, we have had people that have supported us, have loved us, have helped us grow our family and our business. So thank you for being part of it. And until the next episode, uh, thank you for listening. Bye.